you look at this beginning reading, beautiful book, the book of Tobit. This is Tobit and his life is such a beautiful, righteous life. He says, I, Tobit, have walked all the days of my life on the paths of truth and righteousness. And now that he is exiled in a different country, right? He's in Nineveh, he's in Assyria, they've been exiled and he's still doing righteous works. He has a meal set before him, and then they see he sees one of his kinsmen who's been strangled to death, and he leaves his meal before eating to go and get this man's body. This is respect. It's respect for the dignity of the human person. And he's mocked for doing this. In fact, not only is he exiled out of his country among a Gentile people, but he's also been threatened with execution for having done this before. It says here, the neighbors mocked me because he got up the next morning and buried this man who had been killed. And it says, the neighbors mocked me saying to one another, he is still not afraid. Once before he was hunted down for execution because of this very thing. Yet now that he has scarcely escaped, here he is again burying the dead. I mean, this shows us the, the, the heart of Tobit, this person who is made in the image and likeness of God, out of his own country, among a Gentile people, risking his own life to do something like burying the dead. It's happened before, he's been hunted down, and he's still doing this. These are the examples that we need to learn from. We want to be able to have a heart that's completely transformed, that is so in love with God that it would respect and serve another person even at the risk of losing one's life. And this is exactly what Jesus did. These tenants are the leaders of Israel. The vineyard is Israel. I read Bishop Barron today said you could think about it as the whole world and morally speaking, you could think about the vineyard as us morally as like our personhood, our soul that God is trying to tend. And look what happens. God sends prophets and people to speak on his behalf to Israel and they're treated disrespectfully. We could do this ourselves morally speaking. God speaks to us when we hear the scriptures and we may not respect always the, God, the word of God. This is just the lot of our life now as a broken people, we sin. So it's not just the leaders of Israel, it's me too. I hear from the book of Isaiah, I hear from the book of Tobit. Am I willing to get up and drop my meal to do some good deed? Or do I first wanna take a few bites before I go do the good deed? In addition, above and beyond that, am I willing to risk my life to go do the good deed while still also leaving my meal off to the side? I know a beautiful story of Padre Pio that I heard, where he's Italian, he loved pasta growing up, it's just part of our culture, and somebody asked him once, would you like a nice dish of pasta? I bring it to you, he said, that would be beautiful. The person went home, I think the next day they made him the beautiful dish of pasta, brought it to him fresh, and when he got it, he said, you know what? There's, I think, somebody poor in the neighborhood, bring it to them. Did God maybe tell Padre Pio right when he said yes to the dish of pasta that it wasn't going to be for him? No, God may not have told him. God may have said, say yes, accept it. And then when the moment came, he said, there's somebody hungry in the neighborhood, give up that dish. I wanted you to show charity to your neighbor who wanted to make you a dish, but it wasn't for you the food. That food was for my servant who has no food. 
Are you willing to give that up? And Padre Pio gave it up. These are, these are the examples we want to learn from. How much am I willing to respect uh, the other person? Because ultimately, God sent his own beloved son, and when they saw the son, they said, this is the heir. Let us kill him, because we want the inheritance. Kind of akin to the son, the prodigal son. It was as if to say, Father, I wish you were dead so I can have the inheritance now. But the father allowed himself to be put to death in his heart, so to speak, and that offering of his life was so beautiful that he was able to welcome his son back when his son came home and lavished him and showed what his son always should have had and went over and beyond and decked him out with amazing things, a robe and sandals and rings. You see, these are the beautiful things that God wants to do for us. Yesterday, Trinity Sunday, when I preached, I said the Father has a word from all eternity, and that word is the second person of the Trinity who took on human nature, Jesus Christ. But if I don't have the Holy Spirit, I can't hear that word. Just as if when I prepare a homily, if the word is in my mind and heart, if, you don't have, if I don't have the breath and the sound wave to get it out to you, you can't hear it. You can't hear it. Hence, we need the Holy Spirit to give us the capacity to hear the words of our Father so that when Jesus Christ approaches us, we don't lash out and disrespect him and kill him, but we respectfully receive him as Lord, as brother, as friend, as God. This is how we have to receive, and the Holy Spirit gives us the capacity to stand before the Son of Man when he comes, to hear what he has to say, because what he is living, Jesus Christ, his life is the word of our Heavenly Father. This is what St. Boniface heard in the depths of his soul. This is why St. Boniface was willing to go to foreign nations, why St. Boniface was willing to lay down his life, because he listened. The devil makes so much noise. Our wounds clamor inside of us. But we have to have the Holy Spirit that says, silence, listen. Be still. Be still. Because the devil does not listen. A deaf people can't listen because they can't hear. But we have been healed by the wounds of Jesus. So we ask today for the Holy Spirit to shine upon us anew, to grant us hearing in the depths of our heart, to be a humble people, a trusting people, not a people who wounds other people by our blindness, like Saul did, but a people who are converted in the depths of their being by the Christ, so that it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. 
Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.